Hey folks, Smack Talk with Mac here. A lot to talk about. Final Four weekend coming up. Switching gears a little bit. More of a variety this week. We're talking Final Four. We're talking the NBA East playoff race, including the Charlotte Hornets and my upcoming MLB picks for the season. Opening day just six days away. Let's start things off. Another fantastic weekend of college basketball. Sweet 16, Elite 8. The teams that advance, Kentucky, Wisconsin, Duke, and Michigan State, three number one seeds. Haven't seen that many one seeds in the Final Four since 2008 when all four made it, and that was the first time that had ever happened and the only time that has happened. Kentucky, they're going to win it all. Saying it from the beginning of the year, I'm not changing my mind now. Every single starter they got, six, seven or taller, they're going to be too much size for people. They've gotten better also. You know, there's three close losses early in the year. Notre Dame pushed them to their max, so Notre Dame easily could have won that game. Kentucky didn't miss a shot in the last 12 minutes of the ball game, but Notre Dame put them in their place. Kentucky's going to learn from that. They're going to take it one step further. Their mindset all week is going to be worrying about a championship. They're not going to care about the 40 and 0. They don't care about that. Mindset championship. How do we get better, even though they're clearly the best team in the country? They also have Coach John Calipari, who I think is. Easily top two coach in the country behind Coach Mike Krzyzewski, Coach K. Duke sent it again. One seed. I only thought the only team that could get in their way uh, in their region from the Final Four was Iowa State. Iowa State was defeated in the first round by UAB. Duke cruised pretty much through their bracket. But I don't see enough depth there in the guards. Guards are great. Quinn Cook and Tyus Jones are probably the Two best guards duo in the country. Don't see them having enough size or depth. They only have eight scholarship players, and that includes Plumley off the bench, which doesn't see a lot of playing time. Do like Okafor, though. He'll match up well with Kentucky, but we'll see. If they get to Kentucky, got to battle Michigan State first. Team with not a lot of raw basketball talent, but Travis Trice kind of emerging as a star for Sparty. Shabazz Napier last year, Travis Trice this year, both seven seeds, both dancing in the Final Four. Napier led this team last year in Connecticut. Travis Trice doing it this year. Hit some big shots yesterday. Now, when you talk about depth, Michigan State got 10 guys. They play probably even more than Calipari does at Kentucky. So if Michigan State can knock off Duke, they got the depth to run with Kentucky but and decent amount of size, but probably not enough to get it done. They just don't have that raw basketball talent that the other three teams do. Wisconsin, they got the discipline to beat Kentucky. They don't turn the ball over. They don't make mistakes. They're also lengthy, and Frank the Tank is gonna, he is gonna disrupt Big Blue. He's gonna create problems. But then again, you know, his footwork is great, but his athleticism is great, but it's not the level of Carl Anthony Towns and others for Kentucky, you know? So we'll, we'll see. It's gonna be a tremendous Final Four. The city of Indianapolis will put on a tremendous show like they always do Final Four, Super Bowl, the NFL Combine. It's, it's going to be an incredible weekend in Indianapolis. Looking for good weather there. Easter weekend. Big Blue Nation's going to just dominate the crowd. They're going to have so many fans there. But three teams, three of the final four teams within a four or five hour drive of Indianapolis. It'll be good for the city. It'll be good for the sport of college basketball. Duke also traveling. Only about a 10, 11 hour drive up to Indy for the Blue Devil Nation. But... Kentucky, that's my pick. That's who I'm going with. Going to be the champions. They're going to cut down the nets. They're going to be 40-0. and 
come Monday night. It's just inevitable. It's just one of those years like 2009 with North Carolina, 2010 with Duke, even though Butler was the magical run, and 2012 with Kentucky, and 2013 with Louisville. You just knew going into those years that they were going to win. Tyler Hansborough was probably the best player to ever put on Carolina blue uniform, besides Michael Jordan. And, I mean, they beat Michigan State by 17 in the national title game, I believe, that year. You look at Duke in 2010, yet Butler barely won that, barely lost that game. But Duke had players in their bench, just like Kentucky does this year, that made the difference. And then you look at Kentucky last time they won it. There were some people, you know, that gave them some trouble. Not much in the tournament, but during the regular season, Anthony Davis was too much. Then you looked at Louisville. You got saw him go to the Final Four in 2012, and you saw, look at Peyton Siva. Look at these guys. And you just knew once March came around in 2013, they weren't going to lose. They weren't going to lose. They were tested by Duke in the Elite Eight, but they weren't going to lose. They were champions. This is one of those years. I will say this, though. In those years, their paths, the champions' paths probably been a little bit easier in Kentucky. Notre Dame tested them. That was just in the Elite Eight. They're going to have two tremendously hard matchups in the Final Four. I like Kentucky. Let's move on. NBA basketball. You know what? Down the stretch here, playoffs. There's a four-way race for one spot in the East. Charlotte, Indiana, Boston, and Brooklyn, all very tight. Brooklyn's got the eighth spot right now. But Indiana, Boston, Charlotte all sit within a half game of each other and a game or less out of eighth place. Currently held by Brooklyn, like I said. Charlotte plays Boston with a season tiebreaker at stake tonight, and that is in Charlotte. Indiana has back-to-back road uh, games tomorrow and Wednesday, Brooklyn and Boston. Also, tiebreakers for the season. Tremend- huge games. And, you know, you look at some injuries. Indiana's had injuries all year. Charlotte's had injuries. So is Brooklyn. So is um, Boston. But you got to like what Brooklyn's really coming on strong here of late. I don't know if their depth, if they have enough depth to do it. I Indiana's probably got the best bench. Charlotte's got a tremendous bench also. Boston's got a great coach in Brad Stevens. He's really bringing that club along. Tyler Zoller's playing tremendous for them. you got to think if the Pacers can get Paul George back, could they make a deep run and uh, get snatch the playoff race and really give Atlanta a run for their money in the playoffs just like Atlanta gave the Pacers a run for their money in the playoffs last year. But when it comes down to it, I like Charlotte to grab that eighth spot. They have maybe the easier schedule. They get Boston tonight at home. And they got players like Al Jefferson. What he did last year towards the end, running down and getting that seven speed in the playoffs. I really like Charlotte. Uh, thing about Brooklyn is they hold the eighth spot right now. Seven of the last ten games are against teams currently in the playoffs, plus the game against Indiana. I like Charlotte to grab the eighth spot. It's going to be fun. The East, you know, they, they say, you know, the West is so much better than the East, but the East presents some better matchups. More fun to watch. Teams are scrappier. They play more defense than the West. It's just a different style of basketball, and it'll be fun. Atlanta already snatched the one seed. They let Charlotte get away with a pretty easy win, resting all their starters on Saturday night. All right, moving on. We need to talk a little baseball. Before I come back here in a couple weeks, next podcast, baseball season will be underway. So let's talk my picks for the divisions, MVP, as well as who's going to win the World Series. Cy Young's Coach of the Year, you know, stuff like that. Manager of the Year. In the NL East, I got the Nationals. Central, I got the Cardinals. 
The West, I got the Dodgers. In the AL, East Toronto, the Central Cleveland, and the West, Anaheim, Los Angeles, whatever you want to call them, the Angels. Pretty stinking good. They've been good for the past several years. You know, Josh Hamilton not being there uh, could hurt them. Some chemistry issues. They've had some star players. I still like I like Los Angeles. Um, but they're going to be tested. They're going to be tested by the Mariners and the A's, but I really like Los Angeles. Even if they don't grab the division, they're going to grab a playoff spot. I look, look at wild cards here a little bit. I think there's multiple teams in the mix. You can't clear cut. You can't pick it. I mean, you can pick it. Who's going to be in the playoffs? But you're not going to be right. So I'm going to say here's some teams in the mix in the NL, the Pirates, the Cubs, and the Giants. Problem with the Cubs and the Pirates is they're going to have to play tough baseball. The Reds are going to be down this year, but they got some promising prospects. Billy Hamilton, Joey Votto, Brandon Phillips, great. Good pitchers, great bullpen. Brewers aren't going to make the playoffs, I don't think. I don't think they can get to 80-85 wins, but their pitching is unstoppable. And you got to look at the Cardinals. The Cardinals are incredible. They're going to run away with that division. Pittsburgh's going to be right on their heels. Uh, most of the season before the Cardinals pull away late. I like the Cubs to also win 85 games. I mean, the Chris Bryant situation here, they got to have him in uniform on Sunday. If they don't, it'll be a mistake. He's got nine home runs and like 30-summit bats in spring training. He's dominating the league. So we'll see. Also, the Giants will be in the mix, the reigning World Series champs. But I like Dodgers to grab that division title out there in the West. I mean, look at the AL. The, like I said, the A's and the Mariners, and they could easily compete with Los Angeles for the AL West title. I'm going to give it to Los Angeles. Mariners did a great job last year, and so did the A's. Fourth and upcoming, they're going to be great. Also, the White Sox, a team that really rebuilt uh, this offseason and got a lot better. So there could be two teams there in Chicago. There's a lot to like about the two Chicago teams. We have a lot of great fans. Uh, the fan bases are great there in Chicago, and they're going to be very happy most of the summer. Detroit's going to miss the playoffs. You know, they've won that division pretty, I mean, they've been the heavy favorites the past few years in the AL Central. They're going to miss the playoffs. they got some pitching uh, troubles, and it's just, we'll, we'll see, but I think Detroit will miss the playoffs. Teams on the cusp that are right there, Miami, San Diego, and Houston, great young talent. San Diego made some great offseason moves. Miami's got a lot of young talent. Stanton is unbelievable. Jose Fernandez, the pitcher, both very young players. They're locked in with deals, and Houston, I mean, George Springer, among others, I mean, just up and coming, they're going to be great. If they can get their pitching figured out, Houston's going to be a team uh, that's going to force and reckon with the rest of the league for years to come. Surprise team, both New York teams. The Mets are playing a pretty down, a pretty down NL East. Washington's going to dominate. So the Mets could really surprise, especially if Matt Harvey can stay healthy. The Yankees... A-Rod's going to have a much better season than he than people were expecting. Mark Deshera was hurt most of last year. Jacoby Ellsbury, I mean, they're just going to have, it's the Yankees. They're going to be right there. They're going to win 75 or 80 games. Don't think they'll make the playoffs, they're right there. Manager of the year, I got Ter- Terry Francona, uh, Cleveland Indians. He's done a tremendous job since, you know, he took the year off and he went to Cleveland. Uh, one World Series with Boston, a couple World Series with Boston. Um, I really like Francona, Cleveland. I like what he's doing there. And I think they're going to get back on track and make the playoffs this year. Also, Joe Madden of the Cubs, even if they don't make the playoffs, I think he's going to win manager of the year this year. Tremendous job. Also, another team to look out for, the Baltimore Orioles. Birdland missed the playoffs last year after making it the year before. They're going to be back and looking to make a playoff push. Don't think they'll quite get it done, but a team to keep an eye on. Comeback players of the year. Really don't have an AL 
favorite here. Let's talk a little NL. There's three players that are poised to have great years. They all three had great years. A Cy Young and an MVP, NL MVP between three of them. Matt Cain's going to come back. He's two-time World Series champ. Got three rings. Wasn't on the active roster last year for the San Francisco Giants. He's going to be tremendous. Matt Harvey. He's the best pitcher in baseball, folks, besides maybe Clinton Kershaw. Can he be remain healthy? If he's healthy, he can win. Comeback player of the year, and he'll be in the mix for Cy Young in the NL as well. Votto. Joey Votto. I mean, he's tremendous. He plays in a small ballpark in Cincinnati. He's going to hit a lot of home runs. But he's battled injuries the past couple years. If he can stay healthy, easily comeback player of the year. Cy Young in the AL. Chris Sale. you got to love what he's doing in Chicago. Like I said, the White Sox are a team that's ready to roll. And they're ready to compete for a World Series title. I like Chris Sale. He's done a tremendous job there. He's going to win the AL Cy Young. Matt Harvey, if healthy. Kershaw will take a step back, but dominate. Also look for Mad Bum. World Series MVP to dominate. He's going to be, he's going to lead the way for San Francisco. So he's got, he's got to. Matt Harvey, or Matt Kane, excuse me, will be their number two guy there in San Francisco. Also, Tim Linscom looking to make a comeback. Whether he'll be in the rotation or the bullpen, who knows? But that pitching staff, you got to like them. You got to like Matt Kane and Madison Bumgarner. My MVP, you know, I, I don't agree with the NL MVP, ALMV. There should be one MVP. It's going to be Mike Trout this year. He's tremendous. He's a five-tool player. You, and you can't. People overlook five-tool players because you just don't find him anymore. I mean, you don't. You see him coming out of high school, coming out of college. That guy's a five-tool player. And he ends up foiling out or ends up maybe not hitting for power like you want or he ends up only hitting 220, he ends up hitting 40 home runs. Mike Trout can do it all. He can lead the league in stolen bases if he wants to. I think his power is going to come along nicely. He's going to hit 30, 35 home runs this year. And... One day he's going to win the Triple Crown. He's my MVP this year. World Series, real quick before we go. The Nationals. They're finally going to get over the hump. They're going to win a playoff playoff series. They're going to get to the World Series, and they're going to take down the Mariners. The Mariners are going to be kind of like Kansas City last year. Team the year before that was right there. Finally get to the playoffs, maybe even win the AL West. Dance all the way to the World Series. I don't think they'll win however many games in a row like Kansas City did last year, 11 or whatever it was. I like the Mariners. I mean, and... My good friend here at Gardner-Webb, Daniel Napier, his two favorite teams, grew up in Seattle. He's a Mariners fan, lives in D.C. now. He loves his Nats. Napier, for you, I got the Nationals over the Mariners in the World Series. We'll see. I'm never right. But those two teams definitely are going to be two heavyweight favorites throughout the entire MLB season. Got to look forward to it. Final Four this weekend, also opening week in baseball, Sunday Cardinals at Cubs, 8 p.m. Sunday Night Baseball at Wrigley Field. It's a mess. It's renovated. If ticket prices drop anymore, I will make sure I find me a seat at Wrigley Field somewhere. Wouldn't hold my breath, though. I'd love to go to the Final Four. With Kentucky getting there, ticket prices are through the roof. It's going to be great for college basketball. It's going to be one of the best and most memorable Final Fours in quite some time. Well done by college basketball this year. You know, people bicker and complain about things. Throughout the entire year, the referees, the rules, but college basketball is done well more done well more than any other sport we have, in my opinion, and it brings fans excitement. The tournament, not a lot of upsets this year, but what some amazing games over the weekend. So, Final Four, Kentucky got them winning it all. Until next time, this is Jeremy McMurray. Have a good one.